Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Jesus wants to set us free in 23. Come on, how I many you know that sometimes we can be Christians, we can be saved, we can be coming to church, but still be shackled? Come on, somebody. We can still be tied up with things from the past, amen, or our own personal struggles. But here it says, if the Son sets you free, then you are truly free indeed, amen. But we must run this race that you and I are in, amen, free from the things that entangle us. Free us from the things from our past, amen, from our struggles, uh, free from hang-ups. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. In order to truly be free in 23. See, the definition of uh, tangle means to wrap or twist together, to interweave, ensnare, to involve in perplexing or troublesome situation, to make complicated. How many know that the enemy is out there to twist God's word against you? Come on, he's out there and he's interweaving his way inside of you. How many know that the enemy makes our life complicated? Come on, somebody. Somebody agree with me in 23. Hallelujah. Come on, are you still in 22? Hallelujah. Come on, get out of 22. Let's get into 23. Amen. How many want to be free in 23? Come on, if you want to be free, give the Lord some praise. Come on, someone say, Jesus. Set me free. Come on, if, if you're in the sun, he'll set you free, church. You know, we have to make up our minds and run different in 23 so that you can step into your calling and step into the destiny that God has called you. Let's say no to sin and yes to God in everything in 23. Come on, somebody. You know, I, I'm, 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 I, I put this together and I put these, these thoughts that God puts in my mind and everything was already spoken on the platform. Isn't that awesome? Come on, from, from, the, uh, from our worship team that did an awesome, did you feel the presence of God through the worship? I mean, they came out with some lying. <sighs> I mean, I, I, there was just some thunder up here, but they were declaring some things up here that they don't even know what I'm going to speak about. Sister Bloom comes up here saying, you got to say no and say yes to God for everything. I have it on my note, amen. If you don't believe it, you can come check it out, amen. But I'm, come on, you want to check it out, amen. Come on. Let every man be a liar, be God be true, amen, hallelujah. Come on, I, I'm, not, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to do anything, trying to take any credit. I'm giving all credit to God, amen. And God is saying if you want to be free in 23, then you got to say no to that sin, amen. And you got to say God to everything. Somebody say everything. Everything that he asks you to do. That, that means everything. Come on, I, I like it. We can't be passive, right? Come on, we, we, we can't just say, well, let, let me think about it, God. What do you mean think about it? God told you, so he already knows that you need to do it. Why are you telling God I got to think about it when he's direct and his command is direct? We're telling him, God, I'm going to think about what you said. No, when he says to do it, you do it. In 23, guys, I'm telling you, when you step into the do it part, God will move in the miracle part. God will start to express his power through you, and you'll start to walk in that power. Come on, the thing is with today, amen, Christians are weak today because they're not walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. And what we need to be today in 23 is to walk in the power and the authority that God has given us as a church, amen. If we're going to see anyone be saved, if you're going to see your family get saved, amen, if you're going to see what God wants to do in your life and your home turned around, amen, you're going to have to say yes to God. I want you to turn to our text this morning in Hebrews chapter 12. You know, Pastor Des just read this. <laughs> the, the main scripture that I'm talking about today. She, she, she just, didn't she read this, Hebrews? About the crowd of witnesses? You guys don't believe me, huh? You believe me? Thank you. Thank you, Sister Bloom. Look, at, there's Hebrews right there. I don't know if you see Hebrews 12, amen. I'm, I'm letting you know, amen. Look at 
Up here, amen. Hallelujah. Come on, right there. No to sin, amen. Hallelujah. Yes to God. Come on. Yes, no, yes, no. You see it? Oh, you guys don't see it over there, huh? Come on, yes. Come on. I'm, I'm letting you know this is a God thing. Come on, this is a God thing, amen. This is God, amen. Come on. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, the NIV says, Therefore, since we are surrounded uh, by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off. Somebody say, throw off. Everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Somebody say, Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Consider him who endured so that you do not grow weary and lose heart in 2023. I added the 2023 part, church. Come on. Let's pray today and ask God to move in this house. Amen. Amen. Can we pray? Sister Miranda, can you pray for this message for me, please? Oh, come on. Give, give, yell it. Yell it, girl. Come on. Come on, give the Lord a praise, amen, hallelujah. Oh, cough drop, all right. It's a couple of them, thank you. Now you're going to hear me go. I'll try not to. <clears throat> Come on. Amen. Let's not grow weary in 23, church. But There are some things that we need to throw off, things that entangle in our walk, amen. And we know those entanglements. Come on. We, we know what they are, but we got to call them by name and take authority over those things. They don't have a hold on us, just like the devil doesn't have a hold on Jesus. Amen. When he rose from the grave on that third day, let me tell you, he took away those keys. Come on. From hell, death, and the grave. And come on then. For that, you and I have victory, and you and I have life. Can somebody say amen? So as we focus on our race that's marked out for us, remember, come on, we're in a race, church. This is a race that we're in, amen. We can't, this is not a walk in the park. This is not, this is not just a little, a little sprint, amen. This is a, a race. This is a marathon all the way to heaven. And so this is the race that we're in. And so we always, in a race, you got to always keep moving. Come on, somebody say amen. You got to keep moving, amen. We cannot be standstill. We cannot be, we cannot just be resting all the time. We need to be moving and we need to be doing things, amen. Come on, tell your neighbor it's not over. Come on, we're in this race, church. Uh, come on, tell your other neighbor, come on, keep on running. Come on, come on, keep on running. Hallelujah. Come on. What is going to drive you, church, in 2023 towards that finish line? We understand that in our text, there's a great cloud of witnesses. They're cheering us on, amen. These are those that have passed on, those that already made it into heaven, amen. They're cheering you on, saying, keep running, keep moving, keep going forward, amen. But we here also have to be cheering each other. Come on, somebody. We need to be pushing each other, amen, towards that finish line. We need to be encouraging our brothers, encouraging our sisters in this race and say, come on, don't give up. Don't stop moving. Keep moving forward. But we have to throw off some things, church, in 2023. Things that hinder us and the sin that so easily trips us up. Amen. How many know that a lot of us are still working on that? 
Come on, how many have some hang-ups in this place? Come on, how many, how many have got some struggles in this place? Come on, we all go through a season. No one, no one here is perfect. All of us fall short of God's glory. Even God says, your righteousness are filthy rags to me. So we can never say I'm good enough or I got it all together, amen. Even the great apostle Paul says, I don't got it together, amen. But one thing I do, I keep pressing. I keep moving what? Forward. I keep going forward, amen. So don't stay in your mess, church, in 2023. Come on, leave that in 2022, amen. Get up. It's a new start. It's a new year. Come on, it's a fresh start for all of us, amen. That's what a new year brings to us. They say, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to think like that anymore. I'm not going to be that anymore. I'm going to be what God called me to be. Amen. I'm going to say yes to what he tells me and no to the devil. Amen. And I'm going to have victory this year. And as you do that church, let me tell you, change start to fall off. Come on. Things, we've been shackled with things for a long time, church. And some things you keep shackled. There is no lock on your shackle. You like it. Come on. Let's just be honest. There are certain things that we just don't want to let go, whether it's a personality or an attitude or, or a struggle or a habit, whatever it is. But, but let me tell you, those very things are robbing you from the destiny of God and the promises of God being released in you. We have to take that shackle off and take it off and, and run with Jesus. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, take it off. Come on. God has some better jewelry for you. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Come on, but we have to do our part. Somebody say, I got to do my part. My part. Come on. By going forward in this race. In 2022, if we can be honest, you don't have to raise up your hands. How many have been stopped in the race in 22? How many have hit something you hit and just took you out of the race? Come on, you went out complaining, you sat down, you stopped running, uh, you start doing things from the past. Uh, come on, the shackles started to come on, amen. You, you went back and ran back to whatever, whatever it is that has you. Whatever that ensnares insta- ins- you, uh, whatever the enemy interweaves inside of you. We got to do our part by going forward, whether you like it or not. Come on. There are times I don't want to go forward, amen. I want to be complaining. I want to be mad or whatever it is. And God says, you got to keep going forward. Come on. Complain gets you nowhere. You got to continue to listen what God tells you to do. What I do, God, move forward. What I do, God, keep running. Keep going forward. Keep doing what you're supposed to do. do Because once you stop church, the old comes back on you. Come on. In this race, we never stand still. We run. Somebody say, run. Run, run Forrest, run. <laughs> Forrest knew how to run. 1 Corinthians 9.24 says this, Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs? And it goes on to say so. It goes, so run to win. How many want to win? Come on, nobody likes to be a loser. Come on, we all want to win, amen? But so in this race, if we're going to win, we have to run. We can't stand still. We can't stop running. We can't just complain. We can't just do what we want to do. We can't get out of the race, amen? We need to continue to run. Even runners, when they're running, amen, there's people on the sidelines. These are the ones cheering you on that will give you the cup of water that you need. Come on, you ever see that in the race? They're all there with waters, and they're grabbing them as they're going, amen? These are the group. These are the witnesses that are out there cheering you on, saying, come on, don't stop. Keep going. Keep going. Here's some water. Here's some Here's some refreshment. Keep going. Don't stop. Because when we get stopped, it gets comfortable. And then we get lazy. Ah, ah. Wednesday, ah. I'm going Wednesday night. Ah. Come on, you stopped. If you're not, if you if you're at home, amen, and you should be here, you stop running. It's the truth. I don't know back then, amen, we, we went from home, we went to work, went from work straight straight to the church, amen. We didn't even go home. We came in our work clothes, amen, because we didn't want to win, miss Wednesday night. It's a race, amen, and we need each other there to encourage one another or to be encouraged yourself. 
Come on, we think we, we can do it our way. God says, you know what? You want to make it to heaven? You got you to gotta participate. You got to run this race. It's not a Sunday thing. Got your Sunday shorts on? <laughs> I'm going to run on Sunday. Hallelujah. Think you're all cool, amen? You're stretching. <laughs> you think you're a runner because you have a bandana on? Yeah, I love Jesus. Hallelujah. You come on on Sunday, you think you're all cool, amen? Come on. Monday comes around, that banner, that, 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 that thing comes off your head, your shorts come off, amen? You got to keep running, church. Come on. This is, this, is a, this is a life thing. I'm in it for life, hallelujah. I'm a runner for life, hallelujah. I never stop running. I keep going forward, church. Come on, we got to change our attitude in 23. We got to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Why? Because he is the author. He is the perfecter of our faith. Come on. How many need some help in your faith, in your belief? Come on. Come on. The God, I believe, but what? Help me in my unbelief. Come on. We, there's a lot of unbelief areas in our life that we're struggling with, but we stop running. If you keep running, God will help you in your faith. Can somebody say amen? But the question today is, what is driving you? What fuels you in this race? Come on. What keeps you coming back? What keeps you running? What do you need in this run in 23? You got to understand, I'm making this personal to you. That's why I'm saying, what is, what fuels, what's needed in your race? Because let me, let me, let me tell you something, church. We're good at saying what everybody else needs. Come on, but what's needed in yours, in you? Come on, we, we like pointing the faults of everybody else. Well, you know, that sister needs to do this a little bit more. That, that brother needs to stretch a little bit more over there. And you Come on, we, 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 we point out the wrongs on everybody else. What's needed in you, church? Somebody say me. You have to answer that question for yourself. I have to answer that question for myself. And today... I want to minister, and that's my intro. We'll be here another two hours. It won't. Today I want to minister on driven by passion. Driven by passion. There is power in passion, church. There's a lot of definition for the word passion, but the passion that I'm talking about today is of suffering. Emotion and love. Come on, we've all heard or seen the, the, the passion of Christ. Come on, of the suffering between, uh, of Christ between the Last Supper and his death. Amen. Christ ended the suffering, uh, endured the suffering because he was driven by passion. The emotional part of passion is, is intense, driving, an overwhelming or overmastering feeling or conviction. The love part of passion is, is a strong liking or desire for devotion or, or some activity of object or, or concept. We need the passion of Christ to drive us in 2023. Passion, church, listen, will enlarge your heart. Passion will drive you to do things that you've never done before. Come on, somebody. Passion brings enthusiasm. Passion brings excitement for something or about doing something. Passion, listen church, will re-energize you. Passion will keep you rooted. Somebody say, rooted. <laughs> it's the passion for Christ and for each other. That keeps us going, church. Uh, it, yeah, that keeps us running uh, in this race. Passion enables us, amen. Passion fuels us, amen. Passion drives us. Without passion, people give up. They give up on their marriages. They give up on goals and dreams. And eventually, listen, they give up on God. Listen, passion is not for the moment. Come on, we have passionate moments, church. The passion I'm talking about today is not for the moment. It's not just an emotion, but the driving force behind that emotion. The fuel of God that 
inside of us that enables us, amen. This is high octane fuel. Come on, we're not putting regular here, church. We're pulling premium plus, hallelujah. Come on, come on. How many know we all look for the cheap gas, hallelujah? Where's the cheapest gas we can put in our car? But now we can't, how many know we can't put cheap gas in this, in this fuel? We got to put high octane, amen, the most expensive. Uh, come on, because let me tell you, it'll take you the farthest. Come on, there's no shortcuts in the kingdom of God. Come on, there's a hard road, amen. Uh, come on, that's why it says, uh, come on, the, the road or, or, or the gate is narrow to get into that gate, but the other way is, is wide. That's where all the regulars go. Premiums in that little, that little right there, right there, that little gap right here. Got to change your oil. Got to change up that gas. Come on, somebody. As we run our race, amen, and cross that finish line, it's the fuel of God that enables us to finish this race that we're in. Because you can't do it. You ain't that bad. You can quote as many scriptures as you want, amen, but the fuel of God, the passion of God's not in you. All you are is knowledge with no power. We need power, church. We need to put in that gas that will fuel us, amen. But can I let you in on a little something? God is passionate about you. You know that? He is passionately in love with you. And he passionately pursues you. <laughs> you ever try to get away from God and then he, you still find him? <laughs> You're like, oh, man, I'm trying to get away from the church. I'm getting away from people. And God's right there. Hi. <laughs> He throws things at us. He, he, he reminds us that he's still there. Even though we say, I don't want you no more, he, there he is right there. He's passionately in love with you. He pursues you, amen. When his love and grace, amen, captivates your heart, it awakens a sense of uh, divine purpose and destiny in your life. Come on, when you find that love and you're captivated by his grace, amen, something inside wakes up, amen, and then purpose is woken up, destiny is woken up, where it causes you, listen, to run with God and towards God, not away from God. You have to understand, church, his plans are good, and they're not, they're not evil. He's for you, and he's never against you, church. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Come on about you. That, that's some good stuff there. He don't want to bring harm. He don't want to punish you. He, he don't want to remind you that you're a failure. He don't want to do all this stuff that you did. He says, no, 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 no. That's the world talking. That's the devil talking. But me, I have plans for you, daughter. I have plans for you, son. Amen. My plans are good. Amen. Come on. They're here to prosper you. Come on. They're here to give you a hope and to give you a future. To be happy and to be blessed. All the things that you want, all those good desires that are inside you, he placed them inside you. Why? Because he wants to give them to you. He's a good God. Can somebody say amen? And when you start to believe this, it begins a lifetime love affair of responding to the love of the Father by pursuing the one who had pursued you. His relentless passion that pursues you now fuels you as you pursue him. See, there has to be an attraction, church. He's passionately in love with you. You got to be passionately in love with him. And when the two collide, boom, magic happens. Come on, right? Married people, right? Remember that? Remember that passion? Every time you've seen her, what's she wearing today? Oh. Sweatpants. She looks good in those sweatpants, though. <laughs> My passion just overlooks all the areas. I mean, it's passion that gets you up. It's passion that gets me up and go work for my home, for my wife, for my, for my, for, for my everything. It's passion that brings me back behind this pulpit, hallelujah, to preach to you about the love of God, amen, that he had for me, that he wants to give to you. He loves you. He comes and says, tell them I'm passionately in love with them. Tell them I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. If you don't know that, I'm here to let you know Jesus loves you. And he's passionately crazy about you. 
Come on, I'm talking about boys too. My son, I love you, son. He, he's, he, man, when you start doing things, he brags about you in heaven to his angels. Whew, did you see my boy? That's him. He loves me. Come on. Let's give him a reason to talk like that by loving him. Don't you love the Lord? It fuels you in this race, church. It fuels you to keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. It keeps you focused on the, on the finish line where he's waiting for you. Jesus is at the finish line saying, come on, mija. Come on, mijo. You can make it. Keep running. You got the crowd of witnesses on the side of this race, amen, cheering you on. But Jesus is saying, come on. I'm waiting to hug you. I'm waiting to meet you face to face. He's right there. He says, come on. You can make it. You can make it. He's cheering you on. Come on, somebody. See, the goal is to keep running, to cross that finish line, church. Otherwise, we're running for nothing. If they're not a passion in this race, they're just running a race. Passion is what drives you to finish the race. Passion is what drives you to, to meet your Savior face to face. Otherwise, we're just, yeah, I'm a Christian, just... Just saying it just like it means really nothing. No, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. Amen. I'm running for Christ. I'm running towards him. Uh, he, has my, he has everything for me. He's cheering. He's right there. If you can see him at the end of your race, he's right there saying, come on. You can make it. He's cheering you on. Philippians chapter 3, 13 and 14 says, Brothers and sisters, I don't consider myself yet to taking hold of it. It's Paul speaking. But one thing I do is forget what is behind in 2022. And I stray towards what's ahead in 2023 and beyond. And I press towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Paul was saying, forget behind, forget 22, church. Get into the 23 now. Don't bring the complaining. Don't bring what it was in 22. Leave it there. Tell your neighbor, leave it there. Throw it away. Come on, sometimes we just kind of just put it behind, but we don't throw it away. Come on, come to the altar and throw some things away today. That are in 22, they're still entangling you. Come on, move ahead. Move towards Christ Jesus. Come on. Where are the people today? Where are the people in the church today that said, no, though none come with me, still I will follow. Come on. Where are those people today, man, that says, you know what? Come on. You can keep this whole world, but give me Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. Where are the people today that say, you know what? That's my church. That's my pastor. This is, this is where I serve God. Amen. Where are the people today that say, you know what? I don't care if you're for me. Jesus is for me. We need to be a people that will rise up once again. No turning back, church. Draw the line, but draw it deep. Draw it deep. Come on, some of you guys are bringing out your pencils when you draw the line. And when things go wrong, you get your eraser. Come on. Some of you guys like tattoos, amen? Well, tattoo a line, hallelujah, and don't cross it and stay on this side. Follow Jesus. I like that. No, none come with me. Still, I will follow. Come on. I'm going to follow Christ with you or without you, church. You got to have that same attitude. Come on. Uh, come on. We're here to cheer each other on. But you know what? I'm not getting out of this race. No turning back. Come on. Draw the line. Is PCLV your church? Then claim it. If it's not, go find it. We've got to make a statement, church, what you want. We've got to be compassionate about it. When we're not compassionate about God, when we're not compassionate about his purpose for our lives, the race, listen, this race becomes to a have to instead of a I want to. I have to go to church. I have to do ministry. I have to teach instead of I want to. 
Because it's, if you're so in love and passionate with Christ, amen, it's the love inside of you that gives you the passion to do what he's telling you to do. If we run with no passion, this, this divine race will just become a series of good works. Just for the purpose, listen, of earning God's love and approval. Listen, when you run out of a sense of obligation, then your have-to attitude will turn into I don't want to attitude. And you eventually will drop out of the race. But when you start, when you start this race knowing that you're already loved, knowing that you already been valued and accepted by God, then it will help you run the race effectively. Listen, we don't run to perform for. Let me say that again. We don't run to perform for or to earn his approval. We run in a place that has already been accepted by God. And what we do on the outside, church, the works, amen, is only the outflow of what's happening on the inside, the love. It's the love of God, the passion of, of God, amen, that's inside of me that causes me to come and minister every Sunday here. It's the passion of Christ that's inside of me that causes me to do the works outside, amen. Come on, it's because something inside is happening. Jesus on the inside, working on that outside. And when he's inside there doing a good work, then it's reflected on your outside. And that smile that you're smiling about is really good and true. It's not a fake. You ever, you ever, you ever greeted somebody real quickly and they put a smile and they weren't sure you walked away? They went, the smile just went away. Hi, hi, sis. Something's lacking on the inside. We all go through troubles, guys. I'm not, I'm not trying to dismiss troubles and situations in your life, but don't, don't lose your focus on your Savior. He'll get you through. <laughs> He's done it before, and he'll do it again. I'm just going to trust Jesus. Why don't we just go in 2023, let God be God. I'm going to trust you. I don't know what's going on here, Lord. I don't like it, but I'm going to trust you. I, I, I just know that I'm in your hands, and if I'm in your hands, you, nothing will always go out of hand. I'm just going to trust you. Somebody say, I'm going to trust you. We have to love. We have to keep, uh, come on, this passion. Uh, we keep it alive, church. We got to keep the flame burning. Come on. Take Jesus out on a date. I'm serious. You can have a Jesus date. Did you know that? We'll have a date. You don't need no girls around you, boys. <laughs> it should be you and Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. When you're fueled by the love and the grace of God, you will have an inner strength to keep you running and not to give up, especially when you encounter difficulties and challenges that come along the way. Come on. Somebody say amen. Come on. Listen, every step you make in this race, you'll become part, you'll become part of an adventure and your love affair. With a mighty God. Come on, that's what our race should be. It shouldn't be a struggle. I got to go to church. No, I love to go to church. Yeah. I love my Jesus. Ah, oh, man, I, I got I to gotta read. No, I love to read. Oh, I got to pray. Oh, no, I love to pray. That's, I, can, I, can, I can talk to my Savior one-on-one. It's our date night. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Come on, you got to maintain that passion. Uh, come on, maintain the passion is not something that is automatic. Just because you come to the altar and say, I, I, I give my life to Jesus, doesn't mean that the passion's right there automatically. You gotta, you gotta cultivate that. Right? Come on, it's not, a, you know, you meet, you meet somebody and, and all of a sudden, you know what, you don't do anything about it. Oh, hey, I like you, and that's it. You gotta cultivate it, right? You gotta win her over. You gotta win him over. You still gotta do some things. You gotta keep it going. You gotta get, keep the fire burning. Listen, passion is not really a, a, a feeling, church. It's a decision. Or a series of decisions that fuels an ongoing love affair. I'm going to do it despite if I don't want to do it. Why? Because I want to just keep this passion going. Amen? 
God's been telling us, amen, within our services, if you go back to any of our services, these past services, uh, the last month or so, amen, he's been saying, don't forget your first love. Get back to that. He talked about love today too, church. To love him and love each other as you did as first. When you first got saved, you loved everybody. Now we are saved for a few months, year, and we only love certain people. <laughs> come on, somebody say amen. Hey, come on. Man, we came in. Hey, we love you. Now you start getting, oh, and you only learn, you love certain people. And if they left, oh, well. You don't even mention when they're not here. Where's Sister Soto? Who? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Come on, that's a church. That's not how church is supposed to be. You got to go back to that first love. Don't lose that first love. You got to cultivate that. You got to keep it burning. You got to keep it alive. You got to keep your relationships going. You got to keep it like a, a, a Pastor Victor was saying, you know what? Man, we, 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 we're here and we don't even greet each other sometimes. We don't even know each other sometimes. We just know each other by, hey, bro, hey, sis. That's it. It's a bro, hey, sis relationship. Hey, bro, hey, sis. Yeah, we, we don't know their names, so we call them bros. Hey, bro. What's their name? Uh, bro. Hey, bro. <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> come on, listen. How many know that feelings come and go? But it's the decisions that are made and the actions that are taken that consistently fuel our passion, guys. The same is true with our relationship with God. When you know how much he loves you, you'll run this race with a place of deep security that is fueled by love. It will fill you and keep refilling you through everything, church, amen, through every challenge, amen, every storm, every trial that hits your life. Listen, since this passion is fuel, is to help us run this race, it's crucial to cultivate it and keep the passion alive or keep it burning. That's why couples have date night, right? We need a date night, you know? It's, right? Come on, couples, say amen. amen. Come on. I know that don't happen very often, but we got it. We, it has to be a date night. You got to do these things. Uh, come on, do something spontaneous in order to keep the passion burning alive. So I'm going to give you five ways to keep the passion alive. I'm going to go only going to give you two today. So don't worry. Like, oh, five. <laughs> Where's the passion? You guys, uh, where are the people that says, man, church is over already? Now I say five, oh, five more points? Oh, my God. I'm hungry. I'm going to give you this, too. And the other three, if the Lord's willing, I'll give you next week. Amen? Two, real quickly, guys. I'll get you out before 1 o'clock. Come on. Some people, man, where were the people that are so into the Word of God? like, it's over? I don't, I don't want to go. Man, we're, we're, we're so... Thing. Some of you guys put an alarm on your clocks like, beep, well, I hope he's finishing up now. <laughs> and don't be telling me, oh, we, we got a date night. Shh. Come on. I'm give you five ways of keeping your passion alive. Number one, running this race out of joy and not out of obligation. Let's be honest. Some of us, you don't have to raise your hand or running this race with no joy. We're just coming. We're just, it's just routine. It's just part of what we want because we don't want to go to hell. So we, this is something that we have to do. All right? God purchased eternal life for you and I through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Nothing demonstrates the love of God for you more powerfully than the cross. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 says, You don't belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. Come on, you didn't come cheap. Come on, he paid off your heavy debt on your behalf when he died on that cross. Come on, what's the debt of, of my son? What's the debt of my sister? My blood covers it. I'll pay for it. Come on, time served. You're free. Come on, that's how much he loved you. He paid a high price for you. Come on. 
Come on about you, but man, man, my price, my, I had a heavy debt. Hallelujah. They need to get paid. Come on. Listen, Jesus wasn't forced to die for us. He wasn't overpowered. He wasn't tricked into it. He made the decision. Remember, passion is a decision, not a feeling. It was the passion of Christ that put him on that cross. He chose the cross out of love for you and I, and this brought him great joy. Those nails didn't keep him on the cross. His love for you did. He went through the pain, the mockery, the struggle of carrying that cross up Calvary's hill, taking on our sins, the sins of the world, which separated him from the Father at that time. Then to the resurrected life that he lives now, which in turn brings you and I life. Jesus made the choice, amen. He made the decision in the garden. I choose not his, I choose his will and not my will. That's passion, church. So as you run in, in 2023, express your love back to him by the way you run and run with joy. Come on. You can't run fake in this, in this race. How's it going? Good, Pastor. You going to serve? Yeah, I'm happy. It's not, there's nothing really in there. How many of you get burned out like that? Or you'll take it out on somebody that you're not supposed to, especially our kids. Come on, somebody. Listen, you run not to earn his love, but in response of his love towards you, his unconditional, deeply rooted love. Come on. Listen, run your race out of love and joy. Listen, it started with love. You run in love, and it ends in love. Hebrews chapter two, verse uh, uh, Hebrews chapter twelve, verse two says this: For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning his shame, and he sat at the right hand of the throne of God. For the joy that was set before him, how many know that you're his joy? He's speaking of you that day. He's speaking you right here. He endured the cross. Now let's run for joy. Come on, a blessing God. Come on, I want to bless God, and I want to run with joy. And really because the joy of the smile that you see on the outside because something inside he did for me. Come on. Number two. Told you it'd be quick. Maybe I'll add the other three. No, I'm just playing. Number two, keep your passion alive by telling him you love him every day. Every day. Somebody say, I love you, Lord. Come on, maybe that was the first time you said it today. You should wake up saying, I love you, Lord. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you, what you do. I love my house. I love what you've given me. I, I love this coffee I'm having with you. I love you, Lord. God, thank you for my, my health. Thank you for, God, for a new day of life. Thank you, Lord. I don't want to go to work, but thank you. I got work. Hallelujah. You know, thank you. I love you, Lord. And you're going to give me the strength to do what I need to do. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you. Tell them that. I love you. you got to do it every day, church. And let's be honest. There's times that we miss a day. Yet he's loving you every single day. He loved you because he opened your eyes. You woke up and you're yawning. Look how cute he is. <laughs> you're all mad because you got to get up. But he's all happy because he woke up. Come on. It's like when you have a babies and we got new new babies here, man. You there's this time when, when my kids were babies and they were sleeping, I just, I was just stare at them. And then when they started waking up, I go, oh, he's waking up. <laughs> you know, then I start smiling. I said, oh no, no. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta say I love you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. What's number one? Oh, you guys already forgot. You guys already forgot. You guys are lost. Run with joy, not out of obligation. And then second one, you got to tell them, I love you every day. God created you. He knit you in your mother's womb. Come on. He knows the number of hairs on your head. That's how close and personal and compassionate that he is inside uh, with you, church. He delights in you and he loves you. He loved you before you loved him. 
He loved you because he created you. 1 John 4, 19 says, we love because he first loved us. But it goes on to say in verses 21 and 20, uh, 20 and 21, it says, whoever claims to love God and hates a brother or, or a sister is a liar. We've got to love each other here, church. If we claim to love God yet hate our brother or sister, we're a liar. For whoever, whoever does not love their brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Everyone who loves God must love also their brothers and their sisters. Look to somebody and say, I love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love. Mean it. Mean it. You better mean it. Don't, don't look at somebody and say, I love you. And don't mean it. Love you. I love you, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on. That's why God wants us to go back to loving him. And if we can really love him and he's inside of us, then guess what? We're going to love each other as we did at first. See, we love each other because we don't know each other at first. Then we get to know each other. Like, ah, me cae gordo. <laughs> that person gets on my nerves. Oh, my God. But you got to love them. And somebody's talking about your brother, you better defend him. Come on, we're here to defend each other. We're here to, we're here to protect each other. Come on, yeah, he's a knucklehead at times, but that's my brother. Don't mess with him. That's my sister. Don't talk about her. Yeah. I love him. I don't like what they do sometimes, but I love them. I don't like their actions at times, but I, it's not going to change my love for them. See, we start now, start loving because of the outside person instead of the inside person that we need to look for. That's why God told, told uh, the prophet, you know, when you go, go find the new king, don't, 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 don't view it by the outward appearance. Look at the heart, because let me tell you, there's good hearts in all you guys. That's one thing that, that, that I prayed for as a pastor. God, help me not to look at the outside of a person. Let me look at the heart of a person. Because outside, most of you guys, and some of you guys still now look a little, you know, hey. <laughs> I'm just playing. But there are times where I look at a person and I say, you know what? That's a good man right there. Don't judge him by his outward appearance. Don't judge him by what you see. Don't judge him by his actions. God looks at the heart. And that's what I told God. Give me the heart to see the heart of a person. Amen. And I look at the heart and say, you know what? That is a good brother. That is a good sister. They just need some work. They need the love of God inside of them. So leave them alone. Don't talk about them. Don't say anything about them because that is my family. Let's protect each other. Can somebody say amen? Now look at somebody and say, I love you. and really mean it. I love you. I love you. I love you. Smile. Come on, smile. I love you. See, it's fun. It's better this way. He designed you with a purpose, and God has good plans for you in your future. There is nothing that can make you, make him love you more or less. Amen. He loves you, period. Come on. It's part of who he is. He does not change. It would be out of character. Listen, if God did not love. God loves, period. He loves you. Knucklehead you? Yes. Dumb you at times? Yep. He loves you. He loves you. That crazy person over there? Yep. He loves you. <laughs> Come on. Why we were still sinners. He demonstrated his love by dying for us on the cross. Why we were sinners. Why we were mocking him and talking about him. He says, I'll still lay down my life for them. I love them still. That's why he hung on that cross and says, I die for you. Each one of you, I die for you. Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we're still sinners, Christ died for us. We fuel our passion with the highest octane, like I said, church, by declaring our love back to him. 
By telling him, I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. Speak words of love to him every single day. Stay rooted in his love in 2023, church. Get crazy about him. Remember when you were crazy about him? You were telling everybody about Jesus. Man, you couldn't keep your mouth shut. You're so in love. God, oh, my Lord, man. We, should, we should, couldn't wait from, uh, from, for Monday to roll around that we can tell our coworkers what Jesus did on Sunday. Oh, God. Oh, my Lord. Oh. Do you know what? What we learned? He loves you too, dummy. <laughs> no, no, don't tell, don't tell him that. <laughs> don't say that. No, but you tell your co he loves you. God loves everyone. He loves, yeah, he loves you. He loves everyone. I'm going to finish up today. Thank you for that. You're already looking at your watch, but thank you for that. <laughs> Amen. I'll finish up. Amen. Next week with the three more. What will keep the passion alive. Amen. Let's all stand up. Amen. Church, we got to be driven.